0: Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary, Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include NBA annual chatter, my interview with TMS, SVP of people, Brian Crawford, on investing in their people, and say goodbye to FHFA upfront fees. Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Richie May. Recently named a top 100 firm by Inside Public Accounting, Richie May is a recognized leader in providing specialized advisory, audit, tax, cybersecurity, technology, and other services to the mortgage industry. The firm has also consistently been recognized as one of the fastest growing firms in the country and has been named to the Housing Wire Tech 100 and Mortgage, Accounting Today Firms to Watch, and the fastest growing firms. The firm has also received multiple awards for excellence and firm culture from inside public accounting. To experience how Richie May can help you transform your mortgage business, visit richiemay.com. At the MBA annual, some of the talk is about new products and about cost cutting. Yes, lenders are looking for new products or help in exploring the viability of rolling something new out. In terms of cost-cutting, I've spoken to a few owners who challenge their department heads to cut their costs 15% instead of the usual 10%, and brainstorm with others in doing it. We all know that net basis point goals, like aiming for 75 to 105 basis points, have pretty much gone away. But if you're only hitting break-even, then unintended events can bring you to large losses quickly. If a company is seeing operational excessive costs, management needs to nail those down. Many lenders have used COVID to rid themselves of brick-and-mortar locations, keeping employees but letting go of the locations and expensive leases. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome to the show Brian Crawford, SVP of People at TMS. Mr. Crawford joined TMS in December of 2016 and leverages his 12 years of HR experience to lead the People Function which encompasses human resources and talent acquisition. Prior to TMS, he worked with and led HR and recruiting functions at various companies, mostly within the architecture engineering construction space. Brian's history and present focus includes building high-performing teams that enable organizational success through effective hiring practices, engaging in fulfilling culture building, and robust performance development programs. The topic today is investing in our people, and I know TMS is very focused on this, but it's kind of a broad statement. So what does it mean to you and the company?
1: Yeah, we've kind of worked to define what that means in our company for a long time, being our, our first core values, people matter. So how do we show that people matter by investing in them? And so we've kind of, I'll say that you know people are multifaceted and complex human beings. So our our approach at TMS kind of takes a multifaceted approach. Investing in one person might be meaningful in one way to them, but the next person may expect something different. So we want to try to hit as many angles as we can. So it's not just here's how we invest in people, but here are all the ways we invest in people and options available to them. Um, Again, unique to each individual. So I'll start with, I think, working at a stable and successful company are the table stakes. So these address psychological needs like... Safety and shelter and food. Right, you work somewhere that's um, reliable and stable because it helps you provide a living. But once you're there, like a team member needs to see that the company's investing in their success and growth. You know, otherwise, we're not really the unicorns we we say we are at TMS. Right, the unicorns are our internal mascot. We want to be different at a place where people want to be. So we need to invest in their growth. So yeah, we invest resources in people because people matter. Period. Our first core value. And the same way, a company invests in processes improvements and ideas all the time that same focus needs to be on people we need to try things that help grow our people as well
0: i'm excited i think this is the first interview i've done where maslov's hierarchy of needs has been mentioned (laughs) so uh,
1: i i actually wanted to call that out specifically but i thought it sounded a little too uh, maybe academic or technical, but yeah, exactly. The first two psychological needs, that's what I was referring to.
0: I know nobody has ever confused this podcast with the Harvard business review. So let's, let's not start <laughs> now. I want to give some practical examples of this. What are some examples of investing in your people? Because, you know, for a lot of companies, they have these catchphrases, but I don't, I don't know if they have a lot of a backing behind it. I know TMS really is committed to their employees. So, so what are some examples?
1: Yeah, so that, again, that multifaceted approach and hitting different angles is kind of, kind maybe I'll explain this. So I'll touch on a few of them. So the first is just bringing meaning and fun to what we're doing at work. So it could be simple things like fun competitions um, with departments and celebrating winners through recognition and rewards and creating some fun around what we're doing each day. Um, having the opportunity for, uh, we have a peer-to-peer recognition system where folks can give recognition to one another, leadership can give recognition to any team members and vice versa uh, for living our core values. And so we then celebrate those people who are recognized most often on our end calls and we reward people who are recognized the most. And also like intrinsically, so focusing on the why, I think this one's important because it could mean helping team members, you know, I'm using air quotes, find their why and find intrinsic motivators and meaning but it also means ensuring that we're not just pressing buttons and passing work on to the next person so you know each role plays an important part of growing happiness for our customers and finding meaning in work and knowing what happens before that work gets to you and what happens with that work once you're done and how it plays into the whole picture of what the company does is an important part of finding meaning in work so that's the i'd say that's bringing meaning and fun to what you're doing and then secondly People need to feel a sense of inclusion and belonging, you know, feel like they belong in a company. And so we know that companies who attract a diverse group of people, like TMS does, you know, must invest in this. If, if people don't feel a sense of belonging and inclusion, they're not going to want to stick around. So we do that through fostering a sense of community. So I think what that looks like is, for example, we have committees dedicated to these endeavors. So we have a growing happiness committee that brings fun and recognition to our people, celebrates milestones, birthdays, team builds, stuff that most people are kind of familiar with things that companies do. We also have the People Matter Committee that serves that diversity and inclusion initiative. So those committees are engaged uh, with people all over the company through all the ranks and departments and areas of of our business. And they serve to, I'll say, raise the cultural competence of the organization. So through education, Recognition, celebration, they highlight diversity in all forms, again, with the goal of helping people bring their whole self to a company that appreciates them. So fostering that sense of belonging. And then lastly, one of our newer initiatives was investing in helping team members connect with one another around shared interests. I think this became even more important coming out of at the tail end of a pandemic of the COVID-19 pandemic. You know, the the messaging throughout the pandemic, um, you know regionally, globally. It was, you know, isolate, stay away from others, don't, don't interact with one another. And so we, we were trying to figure out how do we reconnect people with one another once it's safe to do so. And that doesn't always mean in person. It means virtually too. And actually, a lot of times virtually with our with our company because people are spread throughout different offices. But we've got it. We created a TMS clubs program where people create groups ranging from ping pong clubs and competitions to book clubs. And it's a way to help build connections around shared interests. Again, like finding ways to interact with one another and find common ground with people you work with. So that's uh, that club program is a, is a new thing that started this year has been really successful. And I think a cool way that people can feel they have a sense of belonging, a sense of community at the company. And then lastly, I think it's in ensuring that transparent performance and development conversations are part of our DNA. And each person kind of has a personalized growth plan. And so what that looks like at a high level is that we have these performance check-in conversations that specifically address topics around successes, challenges, but just as importantly around growth goals. So it's a requirement that somebody, so your your manager or a leadership um, team member, the person you report to, is tuned into your professional goals so they can help you get there. And we have ways to help you get there. But... That's part of our DNA. We have to have those conversations throughout the year.
0: What was the impetus for that check in performance conversation and who participates and why?
1: Yeah, it was, you know, we know that businesses and people, right? Businesses are just comprised of people, need feedback on how things have gone and where they're going. So we know that we're busy and having expectations and standards on how those conversations should happen are important to ensure the success and ensure that they do happen. So, you know, the short of it is some people advocate for themselves. Some people don't, right? On a random Tuesday, not everyone's going to speak up and say, I want to be doing this. I want to make sure my manager knows I'm looking to do this. So we have mechanisms to ensure those people are also actively engaged and their goals are drawn out and discussed in whatever way we can. So those check-in conversations that basically had. I'll try not to sound too boring and give it a very because again, I'm I am an HR, so I get I nerd out on this stuff, but at a high level, right, It's ensuring that at least once a quarter, two-way dialogue is happening between a team member and their manager at every level of the organization. So I have a check-in conversation with my um, leadership too, um, to talk about how things have gone, where they're going, and then kind of refocus on. My growth goals too and those goals i set out at the beginning of this year or last quarter we talked about it how are those going and have you had the opportunity to gain that experience or where can we find the opportunity to get that experience so it's two-way dialogue and multiple opportunities for the business to listen and learn as well so it's a constant focus on growth conversations it doesn't always mean that someone's constantly and quickly looking for ways to add a skill every single quarter quickly moving up right it, growth doesn't always mean moving up the um uh, corporate ladder, so to speak. Um, But the goal is for leaders to be aware of what their teams need and what they need to feel and see that they're being invested in to ensure that they're successful and happy. And so we know these conversations are important enough to have at least once a quarter, if not more. And so I think you send the wrong message if they're held once per year and that like a typical annual review. So this is our form of annual or annual review. So instead of that, we just, we have these conversations once a quarter to make sure we're not leaving it till a once a year, Hey, we got to do this mundane formal process. So we're having this constantly throughout the year, again, with a focus on, on growth and feedback. So we don't want to rely on that typical approach to growing our team.
0: And if someone decides that they want to exhibit some personal growth, yeah, it's not as simple as telling them to go gain skills externally. What does TMS do? How how do you help?
1: You know, sometimes a manager has the time and resources to actually, you know, train, help, help get the person some shadowing experience. But realistically, the the company benefits from our—I'll say it—you know, best in class L and D team or learning and development team. So this training group, aka L and D team, you know, of course they hit the basic required trainings that keep us compliant and up to date, but they also do a whole lot more than just that. It's not just compliance training. So, you know, these are ways that people will receive the training. So one, they're heavily involved in onboarding. So we hire from all over the place, especially in our customer care roles, where this might be someone's first time ever using the word mortgage in conversation. Our team, our L&D team has a curriculum that's in a support system that helps people become fluent and competent and ready to deliver rock solid service to our customers, even though maybe a few months ago, they had never even thought about this type of job before or, or knew what the, the mortgage process was or what a mortgage payment comprised of. And so, I mean, one of the reasons this works is because when we were training, we have a training team that kicks butt, but we also have a user-friendly system, right? S- semi or servicing intelligent made easy is... It allows for those unfamiliar in the mortgage industry to understand the entire picture of a homeowner's journey. So the alternative, which was a DOS-based system, can be intimidated, intimidating to the point where team members feel like they had to learn a new language. So with our SIMI program, you know, the fear is gone and team members are able to approach some information in a welcoming way. So from the basics of loan information to the way it breaks down complex topics like escrow, you know, the system helps ensure that even those brand new to the industry can understand and support whatever a homeowner might need. So that helps us to be able to hire from anywhere. And so the L and D team is they created this curriculum, uh the training curriculum, and they help people get familiar with that system too. And so they apply that same expertise to other lines of business too. So we talked about how that's how like a new team member gets some training. But then once they're here, right, you find other ways, you know, your question was someone decides they want to grow, how do they do so? And so the L and D team's also involved there. So they're working with our lines of business to help create um, one onboarding approaches within those lines of business outside of our customer care. So helping people, you know, get onboarded into an escrow or a loan boarding or a cashiering type position. So we're thrilled that we've built and maintained this confidence in our ability to hire from outside the industry because it means we get to spend more time on finding smart people who are aligned with our culture and know that we can teach them the rest. And so lastly, but most importantly, you know, you mentioned how people who are already here gain skills. Our l team is also always working on developing training opportunities that build skills and competencies among all of our team members. So it might be a course ranging from time management, delegation, or a mortgage-specific topic. But you can be sure our l team is working to offer those opportunities that will support our team members' growth goals. So they're actually creating curriculum that help achieve skills and competencies to help people grow. And so you know, the company is built with expertise, but we thrive on feedback. So we're a collaborative group where everyone's input counts up and down throughout the organization. And so we've gone so far as to maintain many mechanisms, that feedback and those results kind of drive our direction here. We learn, we figure out, okay, is there a new skill that we need to be teaching throughout the company? Is there a desire for something that we've heard through our our quarterly check-ins or our monthly pulse checks? And so we we design our offerings around that feedback, but also where we see the company going.
0: And how far do people go with this investment?
1: Yeah, the, the answer is anywhere and everywhere. Uh, when you when you are new to TMS or you just look around TMS, and you get to know it. There's a real good chance you'll see a person who started working here years ago, maybe in even a customer care role, and they developed in the team member and leader they are today. It's Of course, it's not the case 100% of the time, but when you see our other... You know skilled departments and leaders, there's a strong chance they're at once, like I mentioned before, an entry level higher in our customer care role and they've grown in other directions. So it's it's only possible because we can hire people who are aligned with our core values and culture and we're confident in our ability to look beyond just someone with a very specific experience. So because of that confidence, we're able to hire people who have aptitude and attitude and align with our core values and help get them the skills they need. And so we've we worked hard to instill that culture of advancement, culture of advancement for those that are I guess, willing to do the hard work to get where they need to be. So many of our hires are throughout the year actually promotions for successful team members who saw an opportunity to grow by a lateral or, or promotional move and took that opportunity and put themselves out there and and got the role. And we we don't stop once you take that next step or when you even when you get into a leadership role. So. We support the growth of our managers too. Um, quite frankly, if we didn't, then the rest of this wouldn't be successful if we didn't have a strong leadership team. So we do that through, you know, we have management forums throughout the year, which are kind of a blend of formal and peer-to-peer learning. And the goal is investing in the success of them in their leadership role through support and training and sharing of experiences in a, in a safe safe place through those forums. And then we have people at our C-level, like Jason Kwasney, who's actively cultivating the leadership and personal growth path for some of our senior leaders. And he holds formal professional development sessions that many of us attend, and and they're awesome. So we don't stop developing just because someone reaches a certain level. And it's not always a formal process either. The company has a women's group and a women's leadership forum dedicated to the growth and support of women at TMS. And from my perspective, it's probably been one of the most successful organically grown groups at the company.
0: Yeah, culture is arguably the most underrated part of a company's success. So at TMS, what is the end goal with all of this? Well, there's
1: truth in most people don't choose to work. Right? Most people work because it's you know we need money to create a living for ourselves and our families. But we do, however, choose where we work, and we vote with our feet, and we flock to organizations that best match our values and provide engaging opportunities. So, by having a culture of investing in our people and just an engaging culture overall, you know we know we'll make each person better, which in turn makes our company better and our customers happier. And so, we then we learn along the way, and so we ask questions, and we have multiple mechanisms. So, we ask questions in surveys, pulse checks, check-in conversations, and we get great ideas on how we can improve a particular job or just the company overall. And we ask people what might what might be helpful to them and help them do their job. To the best of their ability, um, we ask in person, we ask in virtual polls, confidential anonymous surveys. Again, all with the goal of leaving no stone unturned, uh, nor idea missed. And so that constant feedback loop is super important. We need to know what's working. We need to have those stop, start, continue conversations. And you know, this is a there's an old you know old adage where someone at a company says you know what happens if we invest in developing our people and then they leave us. What happened that all that investment and then the, the person responds you know what happens if we don't and they stay you want know, to you want to invest in people because you want them to succeed you want that investment to lead to tenure and commitment and you want to help commit to them to provide an engaging place to work that's going to provide opportunities that align with their goals and so it's, it's not easy to hire somebody we go through a lot of processes and steps to ensure that we're hiring the right people who are aligned with our core values and our culture And so I don't think investing in them or investing in them isn't a choice. It's something we have to do or else they're not going to want to stay around.
0: Well put. Brian, I really enjoyed this. Thanks for the insights and uh, hopefully we'll have you back on the podcast soon.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. Really nice meeting you.
0: The main headline yesterday was the FHFA, the government agency that oversees Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae, announcing that some upfront fees would be eliminated for several borrower categories and affordable mortgage products and a targeted upfront fee increase for most cash-out refi loans for February 2023 delivery. That is good news, except for cash-out mortgagers, but rates continued their grind higher yesterday even with the release of preliminary U.S. manufacturing and services PMI readings for October showing a deepening contraction. U.S. business activity contracted in October for a forced rate month as concerns about inflation and sluggish demand weighed on the outlook. Today's calendar is underway with Philadelphia Fed non manufacturing for October. Later this morning brings Redbook same store sales, followed by August home price indices from K. Schiller and FHFA, October consumer confidence, Richmond Fed manufacturing and servicing, and remarks from Fed Governor Waller. Lots of mortgage bankers will be looking at the FHFA house price index for August and trying to figure out what the new conforming loan limits will be after the September index is released next month. We begin the day with agency MBS prices better by an eighth to a quarter and the 10-year yielding 4.15 after closing yesterday at 4.23%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. On the outskirts of a small town, there is a big old pecan tree just inside the cemetery fence. One day, two boys filled up a bucket full of nuts and sat down by the tree, out of sight, and began dividing the nuts. One for you, one for me, one for you, one for me, said one boy. Several dropped and rolled down toward the fence. Another boy came riding along the road on his bicycle. As he passed, he thought he heard voices from inside the cemetery, so he slowed down to investigate. Sure enough, he heard, one for you, one for me, one for you, one for me. He just knew what it was. He jumped back on his bike and rode off. Just around the bend, he met with an old man with a cane, hobbling along. Come here quick, said the boy. You won't believe what I heard. Satan and the Lord are down at the cemetery dividing up souls. To which the man replied, beat it, kid. Can't you see it's hard for me to walk? When the boy insisted, though, the man hobbled slowly to the cemetery. Standing by the fence, they heard, one for you, one for me, one for you, one for me. The old man whispered, boy, you've been telling me the truth. Let's see if we can see the Lord. Shaking with fear, they peered through the fence, yet were still unable to see anything. The old man and boy gripped the wrought iron bars of the fence tighter and tighter as they tried to get a glimpse of the Lord. At last they heard, one for you, one for me. That's all. Now let's go get those nuts by the fence and we'll be done. They say the old man had a lead for a good half mile before the kid on the bike passed him. (laughs) Thanks again to Richie May, a recognized leader in providing specialized advisory, audit, tax, technology, and other services in the mortgage industry and in banking. To learn more, visit RichieMay.com.